Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We are grateful to have you join us today. You will be hearing April finish our series on finding connection and love with our care team member, Deb Kolchar, as they talk about when your prayer life seems lifeless. Thank you for being a part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux. I am so glad that you have chosen to spend this time with us. We are in our final week of a series on finding connection and love. If you are just joining us, I want to encourage you to listen to some prior podcasts. Our first week, Mike talked about how to tell when someone is safe and how to set boundaries. Great information you're going to want to hear Uh, The second week, uh, one of our two Teresas talked about when in your marriage, it feels more like you're a roommate than a soulmate and what to do to cultivate a fulfilling marriage. Really great discussion I enjoyed with her. And then our other Teresa, Teresa Land last week talked about how to connect and really also how to protect our kids in this age of technology. So this series has been chocked full of ways to connect Uh, with others. And today will be no different. I'm super excited to have Deb Kulchar back with us today. Deb is one of our care team members. She's been with us for several years. She's not a first time guest on our podcast. And I just love it when Deb comes and joins us. Uh, Deb, thank you so much for agreeing to come back today. You're welcome. She's saying that with sort of a smirk and on her face. But and remember, like I said last week, you know, we're we're not podcasters, but we just have information that we want to share so that you can have some resources that really make a difference for you. So in this topic of finding connection and love, we thought we would close out this series with uh, the topic of prayer, which might seem a little bit different, except that how do we connect with God, right? And prayer is one of those ways that we can connect with God and know that we are loved and have that love to share with others. But if we're being super honest, prayer doesn't always feel fun. So that's why we've named this when your prayer life seems lifeless. And so I'm so glad that Deb is here. If you've come into Care to Change, you've probably met Deb and know the grace that she shows in, in welcoming you and answering the phone. And what people may not know about Deb is she's also a pastor's wife. So who better to talk about prayer and our prayer life than, than Deb? So Deb, I'm glad you're here. We're in February. How many years have you been married? We just celebrated Valentine's Day, right? So yes, 41. 41 years. So maybe next time I'll have you back to talk about <laughs> the secrets of a successful marriage. So let's just move straight into when your prayer life seems lifeless. First, you know, before we really talk about, you know, what to do when it feels like that, why does it matter? I know this wasn't sort of on the list of questions, but why does it matter if your prayer life is lifeless? Well, I think that if we feel like it's lifeless, then we're less inclined to try to do it. If we feel like it's not producing anything, if it's not effective, then why bother? Mm-hmm. And prayer is a really important part of our relationship with God. And so even though it's not based on feelings, still feelings can be an important part of it. Right, right. So true. So what happens? What makes our prayer life seem lifeless? I came up with a couple of ideas. I think sometimes if it's boring, 
you know, if it becomes, if we get into a rut with our prayer life, Mm -hmm. it seems like one more thing just to check off the list, then it seems lifeless Mm -hmm. because it's boring. It might seem lifeless if we're not seeing answers that we're praying for, Mm. feeling like, hmm, I'm not sure why I'm even bothering with this. It may be that we don't feel close to God. We don't feel a sense of intimacy with him. So we assume that something's wrong because our feelings aren't where we think they should be. Mm. Our prayer life can seem lifeless if we don't know what to pray. If, you know, a situation is just so overwhelming that you can't pray, or maybe it's so complex that you just don't even know what to pray, Mm. then it might seem lifeless. But after I thought about all of those, I thought, well, maybe our prayer life seems lifeless if our expectations of prayer and what prayer should look like maybe are wrong. So I wanted to talk about some principles of prayer so that we just sort of keep a proper perspective Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. to help us kind of gauge where we're at in our prayer life. Talk to me. Okay. Well, I I just read a really good article in a Christianity Today publication, and it was an article by Kristen Deedee Johnson. And she says, and I'm quoting her, our relationship with God does not depend on a spiritual practice, for example, prayer, Mm. but on God's grace and mercy revealed in Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. So our prayer does not determine our relationship with God. Wow. She goes on to say, prayer is a family practice. In other words, the family of God. It's not something that we do to find our way in to the family or to keep our place in the family, but it's something we do because we are already part of the family. Mm. So we've been adopted by God. We are in his family. And so prayer becomes a part of what we do. Our relationship with God doesn't depend on how well we do it or how exciting our prayers are or how eloquent they are. Remember, we are saved by grace through faith Mm. from Ephesians. So that's the first thing that I think is just really important to keep it in perspective. I love that you just started right there. Um, And when you, you know, when you said that, it gave me this picture of being in a family, right? So when you said because we're part of the family. When I'm sitting around the table with my husband and kids, I'm not trying to talk a certain way. I'm not talking to get to be able to sit at the table. Right. I'm not talking to be at the table. It's just because I'm at the table, we're having a conversation. And so I loved that picture Mm -hmm. that you just painted. And it is the same in prayer. Right. I love that. Right. We want to develop more intimacy. We want to develop more relationship, mm-hmm. which is what you're doing at the family table as nice. well. So nice. Yeah. Another thing that I think is important to understand about prayer is that prayer is a discipline. Mm-hmm. And anything that's a discipline, whether it's weightlifting or losing weight or learning a musical instrument, mm-hmm. those things all take discipline. They take time. They take work. They take consistency. Mm. And we know that there's going to be ups and downs Mm -hmm. in those disciplines. So why would it be any different in prayer? Right. It's a discipline. So it's going to be hard at times. It's going to be great at times, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's going to be this up and down, this Mm -hmm. ebb and flow. Yeah. Just like any other conversation with any other 
right. person. You know, sometimes it'll be easy and it'll flow and other times it'll be difficult and how to have a conversation. Absolutely. I love that. Prayer is also part of a battle. Mm. You know, scripture talks about we are in a spiritual battle. Ephesians uh, 6, 10 to 18 talks about we are to put on the full armor of God every day mm -hmm. because we're in this spiritual battle. And prayer is part of that battle. So my thing is you don't wear armor to a picnic. Mm. So why should we expect that prayer, our prayer life is going to be easy all the time? Mm. It's a battle. So there's, there's just going to be times where it's just going to be hard, mm -hmm. hard spiritually, hard emotionally. Another thing that I see is that prayer pleases God. And that's scriptural. I found Proverbs 15, 8. It says, the Lord detests the sacrifices of the wicked, but the prayer of the upright pleases him. Mm. So whatever effort we make in prayer is pleasing to God. Mm, I love that. God hears our prayer. Whether we are seeing any response or not, he is hearing our prayer. And that's in that same Proverbs, Proverbs 15, verse 29 this time. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Mm. So that's comforting to me, mm -hmm. that even if it doesn't seem like I'm getting any response from him, I, I can know and trust that he hears yes. what I'm praying. And then my last point, I want to go back to this article again. And she says, this is another quote of hers. We never fully know what we ought to pray for. And that's okay. Mm. The spirit will take whatever we offer, however rich or impoverished our words are, however present or distracted we feel, and he will intercede for us in accordance with God's will. Wow. I mean, right. thanks be to God. Right. So that's a great comfort to me. You know, I, I'm going to have you read that again, because that's so powerful. Because how many times I mean, I get asked this a lot. And I'm not even in the role that you're in. Well, how do I pray? How do I know if I'm praying quote, right? Right? Like, yeah, well, I, I need to learn how to pray, you know, and then, and it feels like this burden, like, what am I supposed to and what you just said was so powerful was like it just lifted the burden of it's free how to mm -hmm. off so will you read that again sure she says we never fully know what we ought to pray for and that's okay the spirit will take whatever we offer however rich or impoverished our words are however present or distracted we feel and intercede for us in accordance with god's will so good so yeah. good just come as you are mm -hmm. right it's just right. like just come as you are. It's conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So um, after we've talked about some of these principles, maybe our prayer life isn't quite as lifeless right. as we thought it mm -hmm. was. Absolutely. It may be that now we can think about, okay, so what are some ways that I can perhaps breathe new life into my prayer life yes. or maybe expand mm -hmm. what I think about when I think about how do I pray or mm -hmm. what can I pray or how can I pray, those sorts of things. So I've got some ideas. Good. And some of these are, I'm sure they're not original Mm -hmm. to me. But again, I just think that there's a lot of really good resources for this. My first way to pray that I think is so powerful is praying the scriptures. Mm, yeah. Oh, yes. I love it. Yes. You know, when you're mm -hmm. praying back God's words to him, mm -hmm. I just think there's such power in that. Yes. 
And, you know, you can pray promises of God, find promises in the Bible. For example, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Mm -hmm. So turn that into a prayer. Father, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. Help others to come to you through your son, Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. Yes. Or another promise is, I will never leave you and forsake you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, that you are with me all the time. You never leave me or forsake me. Help me to sense your presence more. Yes. So that's one way that you can pray scriptures. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I did, this was a number of years ago, but I went through and I picked out several scriptures that were appropriate for each of my family members Mm -hmm. that were very specific to things that they were going through in the moment and prayed those scriptures regularly for them. So I'll give you an example. Um, My husband Dave is a pastor, as you mentioned. And at one point in our life, we were going through a very difficult time in our church. It was very hard emotionally. It was very hard spiritually. And we were going to have to leave the church. And so I found Psalm 126.6 for David. And I'm going to read it to you, and then I'll explain why it it was appropriate for him. It says, he who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Mm. And so obviously, you know, Dave is um, a pastor of the word and he preaches truth. And that's what he was doing. And so he, he was leaving this church under very sad circumstances. Mm -hmm. And he felt like I have a message, I have the gospel to share. So it was the seed that he was carrying. And the promise in this scripture is that he will return with songs of joy, Mm. that there will be joy eventually, carrying sheaves, in other words, fruit of the seeds that he will be planting, Mm -hmm. regardless of where we're at. Mm -hmm. So you know, if you have an unsaved family member, you might want to pray like 2 Peter 3.9. It says, God is patient, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. Mm. So so pray their name. God, you are so patient. I know you don't want blank to mm-hmm. perish, but all of us to come to repentance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just yes. very powerful to pray scripture yes. over people. Yes, I just, I had, we did a podcast with Seth, it was this year even, and we were talking about how to approach the Bible, right? And mm-hmm. um, I shared with him the story of one of the most rich growing points for me was when I used the book of Isaiah and rewrote it in my own prayer, as my own prayer. Oh, wow. And it was so powerful and transforming for me personally to to speak it in a way that this is what my heart says from this. I mean, I didn't take every single verse, but I took that that, and I just, it's just like nourishment for my soul. And it just was transformative for me. So I appreciate that you're bringing that, you know, memory back to me, even to say, use God's word, return it to him, right? Say, this is what you're telling me. Mm -hmm. And so I want to give this back to you. Remember this promise, right? Thank you for this promise, right? And we can do that for others. Mm Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, we can be praying that for others. Yes. So another thing that a lot of people really enjoy is journaling mm-hmm. their prayers. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I've found with journaling is that it really, I feel like it helps keep me more focused. Mm-hmm. If I'm writing my yes. prayer out, my mind is less prone to wander. Yes, definitely a practice that we've forgotten with mm-hmm. our cell phones, right? Oh, yeah. Because we can text so easily. It's almost difficult when we say to someone journaling is so good and, and I won't get into the 
you know, the neurological reasons why <laughs> journaling is so good, but it's good for your brain even. And you said very simply, it, it removes the distraction. It forces the discipline of focus. Yeah. It helps the brain to process. So to actually journal mm-hmm. um, prayers, yes. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a record mm-hmm. so that you can go back yes. and look and you can see yes. how God has moved. Mm-hmm or worked in your life. Mm -hmm. Another thing that people can do, uh, you know, if if you're artistic, or I guess even if you're not artistic, a lot of people draw Mm -hmm. in their journal. And why not? I mean, God has given you a gift or a talent. Right. Why not use that in your prayer to him? Right. Um, He certainly will see it. I love that. (laughs) I love that. So um, that's another way. People use prayer categories for Mm -hmm. each day of the week. So on Monday, they pray for their family. On Tuesday, they pray for their church. On Wednesday, they pray for missions. You know, they have, mm-hmm. a, they have a different category each day. And again, it's all about keeping your prayer life fresh, mm-hmm. not getting in a rut. And this allows you to pray the same things, but not necessarily the same things every day in a, right. in a row, right. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's an interesting variation, if you would, yeah, yeah. on a prayer list. I love the acronym ACTS, ACTS, that stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. Mm -hmm. And so starting with Adoration, that's really just voicing who God is, thanking Him for who He is. And then Confession, obviously, is admitting those things that we have failed to do or things that we have done wrong. Mm -hmm. And then Thanksgiving, thanking God for what He's done. Mm Mm-hmm then ending with supplication. Mm -hmm. And I love that priority. It really helps us get in the proper mindset for praying and approaching God, Mm -hmm. dwelling on him and who he is and what he can do and what he has done. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just makes the supplication part different. Yeah, it it really does. It really does. When you have that kind of mindset to start out with. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is another really cool thing. Listening prayer. I think we get so caught up in thinking that prayer is all about us Mm -hmm. talking to God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we're in relationship with God, prayer should be as much listening to him Mm -hmm. as it is me talking to him. Right, right. But this is really hard. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to to just be a listener in prayer. Our church does um, probably three or four times a year, we have what are called listening days that we set aside on a Saturday and we go for six or eight hours and it starts out with a teaching and some worship. And then we break up and we all disperse throughout the location that we're at so that we're all by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we just spend time listening for what God Mm. is going to say to us. Mm -hmm. Now, when we do it for the church, obviously we're looking for guidance for our body, but he certainly speaks to us personally as well. Right. He can he actually can multitask and do both of those <laughs> at the same time. And it has been it has been so powerful for our church to be able to after we spend this time apart and we listen for God to come back together and then share what we've heard mm-hmm. from God and to see the common thread mm-hmm. that can be there's common threads that are going throughout all the different things that people are hearing. Mm -hmm. And that's very powerful. I do want to touch just for a second on, okay, so I'm listening. What does listening to God mean? What what is that? 
again, I, I suppose he could speak in an audible voice. Uh, that's not been my experience. Right. But certainly, sometimes it'll be a word that will come to mind, mm-hmm. or maybe a scripture. Mm-hmm. It might be a picture in my mind of something. Mm-hmm. It might be the name of a person. Mm. And so when I feel like something has come to my mind, then I just want to kind of dwell on that mm-hmm. for a little bit and allow my mind to sort of think about that. Right. And and then he may bring other things that relate to that. He may might bring more pictures or he might bring more words or there might be something else in that scripture that he wants you to see. Mm-hmm. Like I said, listening is hard, but it is just so incredibly fruitful. Mm-hmm. But it takes a while to get settled, to get quiet, and to just kind of learn how to do this this kind of praying. I feel like because, again, because our church has done it for several years, I'm getting better and better at it. Mm-hmm. But at first, it's just it's just a little bit challenging. Yes. But I would just encourage you to push through it because, you know, the rewards are just incredible. I remember the first time that uh, I went to Mission Uprising. Um, it's one of our partner organizations. They have a, a weekend retreat for women called The Well. And uh, I would encourage anyone, any woman that wants a, a weekend retreat to really reconnect and try to listen to go to go to that. And it's guided. And the first time that I went, I went with one of the counselors here. And they told us that we were going to have a covenant of silence for the point of listening. And I think it was short, 45 minutes, an hour. I I don't remember the amount, but whatever it was, it felt so long. And when they said, we don't want you to be on your cell phones, this is to listen. We want you to not talk to anyone. It's silent listening, thinking this is the most horrendous waste of time to just pause for nothing. You know, at least give me the Bible and let me read or let me journal or quote, you know, do something. (laughs) And um, at the beginning, like, okay, I'll just listen. And, you know, it's amazing. You know, your mind's distracted. I'm looking at the trees and this. And, oh, it's so pretty. And then I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow. And, gosh, I wish I could look at my calendar. And, you know, how the mind just starts to be distracted. Okay, no, come back. Focus back. And after two or three of those, when you really get settled in, and then to to really hear Mm -hmm. and to have that picture or that interaction, I found myself saying, wait, that was fast. Right. When do I get another one of these? Right. I wanted more. Right. And so to go from that very distracted, how to settle the mind to create, you know, the mind needing to feel that settling to listen. It, it is, it's, it does take discipline, but it's so rewarding mm-hmm. when you push through, like you right. said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have that same experience when they, when they say, well, we're going to, we're going to be apart for two hours. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, two hours oh my gosh what am I gonna do for two hours and then when the alarm you know goes off two hours later I'm like oh my gosh yeah I'm just getting started can't we have some more time yes so yeah give it a shot if you haven't if you haven't tried it for real yeah (laughs) it's worth it's worth it so here's another one another idea why not use published or written prayers Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I have to tell you, I rebelled against what I would consider canned prayers for a long time because I just thought, oh, they're just rote and meaningless. Mm-hmm. The Lord's Prayer is a perfect example of this. We say it, you know, every Sunday or yes. whatever, and it can be rote and meaningless. Yes, but it doesn't have to be. Right. It doesn't have to be, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the whole key. I happen to be Anglican, and we use a Book of Common Prayer. 
And you can you can find it online. Mm-hmm. And in the back of the Book of Common Prayer, it has a whole section of different prayers, not very long, for all sorts of occasions, reasons, yes. Yes. seasons, whatever, mm-hmm. that are already written out. And sometimes it's nice to hear how somebody else would articulate a need that you have. Yes. Or something that you want to pray for. Mm-hmm. And so... I would never have guessed that I would have ever said this, but the written prayer or finding prayers that somebody else has already come Mm -hmm. up with can be very meaningful in your own prayer life. And it's sort of a silent connection in a way because you're reading what someone else has written Mm -hmm. and you think, yes, that. And so then you know you're not alone in what it is that you're needing. Yes. And so there's some sort of a a strange connection when that happens as well. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, another thing that's interesting about that is particularly when it's in a church service, not only do you have the unity of all the voices Mm -hmm. saying the exact Mm -hmm. same words Mm -hmm. and, you know, coming from all different places, but all saying the exact same words, but you may have churches across the city or across Mm -hmm. the state or across the nation or even throughout the world Mm -hmm where all the voices are lifting up this same prayer. And I love to think about the power of that. Yes. Of that unity. Yes. In our voice. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought actually I would end with a written prayer. Okay. It actually comes from our prayer book or the Book of Common Prayer. And it's one of my favorites. It's actually a bedtime prayer or a, t- a prayer for at night. Okay. And so this is, this is what I'll end with. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give thine angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous and all for thy love's sake. Amen. Thank you for that. Good. Do you have any specific resources that you would you would recommend if someone says I I want to learn more about this I need to I need mm-hmm. to know more? Mm-hmm. I brought a couple. I mean, there are volumes written right. on prayer. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite books on prayer is called Daring to Draw Near, and the author is John White, and in it he takes oh, I don't know maybe ten different characters from Scripture. And that have prayed, then their prayers are recorded in the scripture. And then he teaches from those prayers. And so it's a book about what happens to people in prayer. Okay. And it's, it's just very, it's a powerful book. The other resource that I mentioned, the one that I quoted from mm-hmm. several times, it's from a Christianity Today publication. You can go to their website. Okay. And I believe that in our notes, yes. we can put mm-hmm. links. Mm-hmm. We can have the link for this. On the website, the article is called, Our Theology of Prayer Matters More Than Our Feelings. Hmm. That's the article that I was quoting from. And then the other thing that I mentioned is the Book of Common Prayer. Mm-hmm. Again, you can go online and download it. There's a uh, 1979 prayer book, which is happens to be the one that I use. It's the one I'm familiar with. But they've also got a 2019 okay. book of common prayer. So if you're interested in that, that's where you could find that. I, I don't do a lot with apps, but I'm sure that there's yes. plenty of apps for praying mm-hmm. and keeping prayer lists and prayer journaling yes. and all of that. Yes. So that might be something that's interesting for some of the people out in the audience. 
Good. Well, Deb, you've certainly given us quite a bit of information. This is so good for anyone that saying, what do I do with my prayer life? And how do I connect with God in this way? And you've just given us so much to really pay attention to and new ways of looking at prayer, the need for prayer. I so appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us again, really, what a pleasure. I'll, I'll definitely be recommending this to, to many people that I that come to mind already. This is just such a, a great way to end the series on connection and love, because what better way to really feel connected but to pray. And so I love the information that you've shared. If you are listening and you have questions about prayer, um, call Deb. She's at the main office. Okay. All right. Maybe not. <laughs> But no hashtags, I'm kidding, not kidding. She will answer the phone during the day most of the time. So if you have a specific question, how about that? Um, But if you do have a question, you can always text our care line, reach out to us again. Our our hope is to give you practical solutions for positive change. And this is just one more way to give you a resource and to be of assistance to you between sessions. So we are starting a new series next week, and I'm looking forward to that and learning along with you. If there's anything we can do, please let us know. And until later. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.